Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. In today's beautiful gospel, we are instructed by our Lord to be very, very careful of how we are managing our spiritual lives. How are we managing our spiritual lives? To make sure that our spiritual perception is aligned with what our Lord Jesus Christ is teaching us. We just celebrated the nativity of our Lord. And we also celebrated the theophany of our Lord, two major feasts in our church. And now there's a, bit, a little bit of a slowdown. It's like, what now? Uh, we're not fasting besides Wednesdays and Fridays, and, and we're cruising, if you will, until the feast of the fast of Jonah and Great Lent. But today our Lord is instructing us to, play, to pay close attention to what our lives look like these days. <clears throat> Are we taking our spiritual life serious? What's our perception? What's, what are we thinking about our spiritual lives? Are we living a repentant life? Are we focusing on the Word of God? Are we carrying that fire and zeal of the Nativity and the Theophany? Or are we just cruising on autopilot in a very comfortable, complacent capacity? We start the Gospel off with our Lord speaking to the multitude and a certain woman yells out, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. And this, by the way, was right after they had accused our Lord of casting out demons by demons by Beelzebub. And he tells them, he preaches to them and says, A house divided against itself will not stand. So literally right after this, when he's teaching them, this woman yells out, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. And he responds and he says, More than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. More than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And he's not disagreeing, by the way, this, with this woman or belittling what she's saying about St. Mary. But rather he's amplifying what she's saying. In the Greek translation, the word is minunj, which means yes indeed. So yes indeed, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it, just like St. Mary did. And this is what our Lord is telling us today. We've come to church today, we've heard the readings. We heard the Pauline epistle, we heard the Catholic epistle, we heard the, the praxis, the acts, we heard the, the lives of the saints through the synexarium, we heard the psalm and the gospel. Are we coming to church with our notebooks open and our notes on our phones ready to see what message I'm getting today? Or is when the deacon stands up to read, this is nap time, it's time to snooze, it's time to look at my phone, to check my messages, to go for a walk. No, this is very, very important. Today our Lord is telling us this is what is most important. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And the church is giving us this word of God. This is what we want to focus on right now in our life. Are we hearing the Word of God and are we keeping it? So it's a time to reevaluate our spiritual lives, a time to reevaluate our spiritual perspective, and a time to wake up to seriousness. Because look at what our Lord says next. And while the crowds were thickly gathered together, He began to say, This is an evil 
generation. This is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given except that of Jonah, the prophet. For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man will come to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up in the judgment and judge the men of this generation. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. And the men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment of this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, but indeed a greater than Jonah is here. What is our Lord saying? A greater than Solomon is here, a greater than Jonah is here. Our Lord here is comparing our time that we are living in right now to the time of Jonah and Solomon. Because if you remember what happened with Jonah. Jonah went to Nineveh after a brief detour and he preached repentance. And they all repented. If you read the story, everyone repented from the king to the cows and the cattle, the, even the animals, they sat in sackcloth and ash, right? And this represented repentance, right? Can you imagine this? An entire city, more than 120,000 people. One man went and said, repent or else God is going to wipe this city out. We need to repent. And every single person heeded this call, not one joke. Not one person said, ah, what's this guy talking about? You gotta be serious, that's not, that's not gonna happen. Not one doubt. Every single person believed and every single person repented with all seriousness. And we know this of course, because God spared them. And God gives us another example, the Queen of the South, which is the Queen of Sheba. We read about her in, in 1 Kings chapter 10. And Sheba is the modern day Ethiopia, this area. She traveled a great distance. Back then there was no planes, no trains, no cars. She traveled this entire distance to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And she brought gifts and gold. And again, we can read about it in, in 1 Kings chapter 10. But look at the zeal that she had. Our Lord wants to call to our mind, look at how much zeal she had. She heard that there was no wisdom greater than Solomon. So she left her kingdom, left everything, and went and traveled this great distance, this great trouble to hear Solomon. And our Lord is telling us here, a greater than Jonah is here, a greater than Solomon is here. But are we listening? Are we repenting? Are we taking it serious as the people of Nineveh took it serious? As this queen took it serious? Do we repent with this seriousness is the question that we want to ask ourselves today. And this is why the Lord calls this generation evil. And of course, He's talking about that generation as well. We're not talking about age uh, times. He's talking about this time here that we're living in. And He's also speaking to them at that time. And He says to them that Jonah would be this sign. And He says this because Jonah was three days in the belly of the whale. And our Lord was three days in the belly of, of the earth. Right? And that He would return as we know. So we do not want to be a part of this evil generation. We want to be set apart. And why does Christ use Jonah? St. Cyril of Alexandria has a beautiful contemplation about the resemblance between Jonah and Christ. Look at what he says. When we examine the story of Jonah, great is the force of resemblance. Jesus was sent to preach repentance. Jonah was also sent. But whereas one fled not knowing what should come to pass, the other came willingly to give repentance unto salvation. Jonah was asleep in the ship and snoring amidst the stormy sea, while Jesus also slept. And the sea, according to God's providence, 
began to rise to show in the sequel the might of him who slept. To the one they said, why are you sleeping? Arise, call your God, that God may save us. But in the other case, they say unto the master, Lord, you save us. Then they said to Jonah, call upon thy God. Here they say, Lord, you save us. You are our God. But the one says, take me and cast me into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you. And the other himself rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. The one was cast into the whale's belly, but the other of his own accord went down where the invisible well of death is. And he went down of his own accord that death might cast up those whom he had devoured. According to that which is written, I will ransom them from the power of the grave and from the hand of death, I will redeem them. A beautiful contemplation by St. Cyril of Alexandria about Jonah and our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is why our Lord gave us this example. Jonah was a type of Christ. He prefigured Christ. So Nineveh listened to Jonah who came out of the belly of the whale and repented. We ought to listen to our Lord who came out of the belly of death and not only himself brought everyone out with him who was dead, right? And we know this. We see this in the harrowing of AIDS. I'm sure we've all seen the picture where Christ is holding on to Adam and Eve and all the prophets are behind him. So are we hearing God's word and keeping it? Are we? Or our Bibles are collecting dust and we don't have this zeal and, and love that we want to search for God. His Holiness Pope Shunur III of Blessed Memory has a beautiful quote. He says, if the chef told you the food, has, the food has gone bad, you would throw it away. If the pharmacist told you that this or that was poisonous, you would stay away from it. If the health minister found that the water that you drink daily was contaminated, you would never drink it again. In spite of all this, when God tells you the wages of sin is death, you insist to stay therein. No, let us not stay therein. Let us not insist to stay in, in sin and in this path of death. Let us be serious like Nineveh was serious. Let us have this spiritual zeal and love to hear the wisdom of God and to pick up our Bibles. And if you remember, by the way, in the story of Lazarus and the rich man, when we fast forward, the rich man told Abraham, please send Lazarus to my brothers because I don't want them to live the same way I lived and to endure the same fate. And Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. And the rich man said, no, no, no. But if one rises from the dead, they will listen to him. And Abraham says to them, he says to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded the one rise from the dead. And as we know, our Lord is the one who narrated this story. So He gives it us, to us again. A greater than Moses and the prophets is here. And He did rise from the dead. So we ought to listen to Him. We ought, we ought to come with this spiritual zeal to hear the words of God. To hear it and to keep it. Because this is the message that He gives us today. Blessed are those who hear the words of God and who keep it. And that's what we want to do. Sometimes we hear it in passing or just to check off a box. Yeah, I read my Bible, but we are not keeping it. And this is where the blessing <clears throat> is. Our Lord further instructs us today by giving us the example of the lamp. He says the, the lamp of the body is, is the eye. And He uses this illustration quite a few times in Scripture. We see this many times come up, the lamp. He says, no one when he has lit a lamp puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand and all those who come may see the light. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. 
But when your eye is bad, your body is also full of darkness. Therefore take heed, be careful that the light that is in you is not darkness. So if your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, everything will be filled with light and the bright shining of the lamp gives you light. What eye is our Lord talking about? Is He talking about our physical eyes? He only mentions one eye. Does He mean one over the other? No. Right? Hmm? Almost. Hmm? He's talking about the mind. The mind. Or the Greek translation, the noose. This is called the noose up here. The mind. Which the fathers tell us is the spiritual eye of the soul. It illuminates the inner man and governs the will. So what do we allow to enter into our minds? God is telling us today, blessed are those who hear the word of God and who keep it. And then He gives us this instruction. Be careful what's going on in this eye, in this mind. What are you allowing to be downloaded into your mind? Because this is where it all happens. This is where the spiritual war happens. Right? What are we watching? What are we listening to? What are we reading? What are we typing? What are we downloading? Again, if the mind is dark, we cannot see. Right? And then we say to God, well, I can't. I can't stop sinning. I don't know. I can't read the Bible. I can't come to church. I don't feel it. I, I'm numb. I'm empty. I, I don't know how to pray. Something is not right. Well, we have, God today is telling us, if we don't evaluate what we put into our minds, there's going to be darkness. We're not going to see. We're not going to know how to listen to the Word of God. How to keep the Word of God. But if we fill our minds with the Word of God, with spiritual readings, the Psalms, the lives of the saints, the readings of the church, the hymns and the liturgies of the church, then the light is, it's on. And we can see clearly how to follow the Lord. We read many times, your word is a lamp onto my feet. It lights my path. So if we don't read our Bibles, if we don't keep the word of God, then our minds are dark. Our minds are dark and we will not know how to follow God, how to follow these commandments, how to go about seeking the truth. We'll just be lost. <clears throat> in 2 Corinthians 10, St. Paul tells us, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Bringing every thought to the captivity, into captivity to the obedience. That means every single thought that we allow into our minds, we have a choice. Is it something holy or is it something unholy? Is it something that is bringing me closer to God or is it something that's just wasting my time and wasting my life? Is it TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, all of this? Or is it my Bible? Is it, am I seeking the wisdom of God? Like the Queen of Sheba sought out the wisdom of Solomon. And a greater than Solomon is here. It's in our phones, it's in our, in our Bibles. St. <clears throat> Ambrose of Milan says, The Word of God is our faith. The Word of God is the light. And faith is the Lamb. That was the true light that enlightens every man that comes into the world. The lamp cannot shine unless it received light from somewhere, right? The lamp needs oil, it needs, it needs light. Or nowadays it needs batteries, it needs to be charged. <clears throat> the lamp cannot shine unless it has received light from elsewhere. The lamp that is lit is the virtue and perception of our mind. So today God is telling us, be careful what you allow into your mind. Be careful what you are thinking about. 
What do you spend the day thinking about? And another quote by St. Cyril of Alexandria, he says, If they believed not him who is light and darkness of ignorance would overtake them without fail, and they would forfeit the benefits that come from the light. For inasmuch as their expectations were drawn from scripture, they looked for the Messiah as light. But when he came, all of their hopes fell out contrary. For a darkness overtook them because of their unbelief. Recover yourselves therefore, he says speedily, while it is possible for you to win some small share in the radiance of divine light, in order that the darkness of sin does not overtake you. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. If we fill our minds with the word of God, the light will be on, and we will know how to keep the word of God. There's a beautiful book called Our Thoughts Determine Our Lives. I'm sure I shared this with, with many of you privately. It's one of my favorite books. Our Thoughts Determine Our Lives. It's on Amazon, it's everywhere. You should buy this book. It's by Elder Thaddeus. A beautiful book. May God enlighten our minds and our hearts to hear His words, to keep His words, and may He give us a seriousness in our repentance as He did with the people of Nineveh. And may He give us a zeal, a hunger, and a thirst for His word as He gave the Queen of Shiva. And glory be to God. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.